Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. How involved are you in your community? And when we say that, we mean... Volunteering, um, being an elected official, like a school board member or a city council member, um, event committees, nonprofit boards. There's a lot of opportunity to get involved or at your kids' school. That's another great opportunity to get involved. There's a lot of great opportunities to get involved. Um, Do they have what they call the PTA is now the PTO? The PTO, the parent teacher (laughs) organization. And yes, all of the uh, elementary schools have them. And I think the high schools are called booster clubs, the parent organizations. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I, I'm i not sure what the PTO does, and I'm probably going to get beat up for that. But they what, plan, what do they do? They plan the um, the school fundraisers, like the walkathon and the end of the year picnic. And they organize like math night and... Um, What's math night? Th- that's a night at, at Noah's Elementary School that they do in the spring. They haven't done it for three years because, because of, of the, COVID. Yeah, right. Um, but they get pizza and the kids and families come and they have like a book fair and they go rotate through different classrooms and play games. Oh, cool. And the PTO has a hand in that and they um, organize meals. And I'm just speaking for our elementary school, which right. I am not a member of the PTO, which I kind of feel bad about, but... That was yesterday's show, not today's. But you um, are involved in a ton of other stuff, though. They arrange, they arrange meals for teachers during parent-teacher conferences. That gotcha. was the other thing I was going to say. Gotcha. And yes, I am pretty heavily involved in our community, the, I would say. The reason I ask that question is, you know, especially this is really relevant over the past couple of years. If you're not happy the way things are, and you want to change them, get involved. And it could be something as small as volunteering. Not that volunteering is small, but you kind of choose your time commitment at that level. Or it could be something like running for an elected official position. Right. And I understand because, you know, we brought this up. I was having a, a conversation with a friend a couple of months back. And then we had had this conversation through out the pandemic as well, especially in regards to how the school district was handling it. And he and I both agreed that it was difficult to criticize our local school board. And believe me, my God, they faced a ton of criticism. A lot of people didn't have a difficult time criticizing them. And the problem, and the reason I say that is if, if you don't like the way they're doing things, Run, get elected, and change that. But you know what? When we were sitting there talking about it, he looked at me and he goes, who wants to do that? And I'm like, not me. Exactly. I I don't want to be on the school board. I saw how they were treated in the school board meetings over the past, you know, a couple of years. And I'm like, I want none of that. Oh, and uh, I mean, we had... I think at least two school school board members resigned. We did, which and, I I don't blame them. I uh, I could not have handled that. To be to be clear, I don't think they. they I think they just, they didn't really give a reason, but I think we can all well, assume. I mean, did uh, we watched a few live streams of school board meetings, and that's about all you need to see to. <laughs> 
put the dots together. And, and I'll be honest, I was not happy really with the way that a lot of the things were handled. But at the same time, I had to look at myself and, and I was like, well, I didn't run. I didn't get elected. Right. Right. They're, they're showing initiative. They're actually getting involved and they're willing to take the heat at a level where they yeah. can create change. Right. So, the, you know, when I hear people complain about the way things are, I'm like, well, then go out and get involved, mm-hmm. right? And if you think that you can do a better job, even, I mean, granted, it starts at the city, right, and local levels, but even above that, if you think that you can do a better job than our elected officials, then go out and run against them and get elected. We have friends who are in city council in our our local community and and in the surrounding communities. And I think that that is, I don't have an interest in that kind of public service, but I think it's super cool. Um, especially when you see younger people I love getting involved yeah. and, and running for office and getting elected. I think that's super. And it's incredibly important if you, uh, if you have strong beliefs, right? Absolutely. So having said that, Let's go back to uh, what we initially talked about as well. Not just elected positions, but uh, you can serve on a lot of local committees. If you don't want to go to the board level, there's a lot of committees that are always looking for volunteers. There's so many committees. All the fundraisers that you see around town from 5Ks to galas. they right. all There's a committee behind those events um, that plans them. Right. And they work hard, but they also have fun. And it's very rewarding to volunteer your time and then actually see an event come to fruition and see money being raised for a great cause. Right. I I can think of a a great example because a lot of people, uh, you know, love uh, the uh, the events that these these committees throw. Right. And, and they enjoy that, but again, they, they don't want to get involved. So a, a great example, a great example here in our area is uh, the Kiwanis Holiday Lights. It is one of the absolute biggest draws during the holidays here in Mankato. They take a, a local park, Sibley Park, and they put up well over a million lights, right? And it's a draw all season long, uh, right through up to New Year, yep. right? And here's the commitment that it takes. And it's Kiwanis, which is a lot of, uh, it's kind of an, an aging group, right? And they're always looking for new, yep. young younger help and, and people that want to get involved. But to give you an idea of what goes into this, in, in the fall, I think in October, they begin putting these lights up. They don't actually turn them on until, I think, the day after or Thanksgiving, right? Is that what it is? It's the day after Thanksgiving, and then they're lit through... Um, every night through New Year's. So I, I can tell you this. Starting sometime in October, they are down there every weekend, at least one day, <laughs> right? Each of them, because it goes all weekend long. Putting right? the lights up, and then the entire event is volunteer run. Right. So all through the holidays, they're down there again every weekend, and they're either you know helping with you know, navigating people through the lights or making the collections for it. It, it benefits a local food shelf, and which is great. Several nonprofits benefit right. from the holiday lights too. And they, in order to benefit, have to volunteer. Volunteer. Right. 
Um, and I have volunteered at Holiday Lights um, a couple of times. It's super fun. It's cold. It's outside. It's Minnesota in December. And it's a lot of work. Right. And it doesn't end there because they leave the lights on. I believe they have the tours in the evening until New Year's. And then in January, <laughs> these people go out and take. Uh, I, uh, yes, I said January. They go out in Minnesota and they take all of this stuff down. It's a huge commitment. It is an incredible huge. commitment. And everybody in not just southern Minnesota, but the surrounding area absolutely loves it. But they're always looking for help. They need help. There's a lot of those kind of community events that it doesn't always occur to you that our volunteer run, like the Sculpture Walk is another one. Yes. It is a great asset to our downtown community. Um, they source sculptures from across the country from artists and volunteers de-install install them every spring and install new sculptures. And these are gigantic. Right, right. And that's all volunteers. I mean, there's just so many things that happen that are volunteer run that a lot of people don't even realize. I can tell you this. Uh, I've had, uh, especially throughout my radio career, uh, meeting specifically with a lot of the uh, small town organizations. And the, this is some of the best stuff in the Midwest. It's like the local fairs and festivals. Not even, I'm not even kidding. We've raved for years right here in Southern Minnesota about the Nicollet County Fair, the Redwood County Fair, uh, park, park days down in, in Medelia. Park days in Medelia, the Wasika County Fair. I remember having a conversation with Carla down in Medelia, Carla Angus, who's done, I she just does everything down there as far as I know <laughs> anyways, but she had a conversation with me. She was like, you know what? Someday, we're at a point where we don't know who's going to do all yeah. this stuff anymore because there isn't the level of commitment from the younger generation. Now, before you you beat up on them too bad, it's a different generation and they have different lives. And I think like if you go back to our podcast from yesterday, that may help explain some of that. Like right. people are very, very busy. Kids are incredibly busy yes. if they're involved in activities at a completely different level than it was 10, 20, 15 years ago. Or even, I mean, if you go even further back, it, you know, to with the, uh, if you, if you're looking at the inception of some of this stuff, when, when it all got started, it was a different time. Now in most homes, both mom and dad work. There's again, like we talked about yesterday, a ton of extracurricular mm -hmm. activities with the kids. And honestly, they're, when they say, I don't have time, there's a lot of them that don't. Absolutely. Right? They're not, I mean, they're not kidding. And and if you're one of the people that does find time, I think that, uh, you know, well, you're fortunate to be able to have that time and people are grateful for it. Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, if if the next generation doesn't step up and and take the reins on some of this stuff, like the conversation I had with yeah. several of these small town fairs and celebrations that they have throughout the summer months, they're not going to be able to They'll hang go on. Away. Yeah, they're 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 just going to go away, which is a huge bummer. So I think that's what it, I think. Just people are just too busy, and it's overwhelming because a lot of this stuff is for not for profit organizations. So 
there's not a lot of money to spend. So if you're putting on an event, you're relying on sponsor dollars and in-kind donations and volunteer time. And that's all really hard to manage and organize and rely on. Uh, A lot of the people locally uh, here in our metro area, a, a lot of people get involved because a lot of it's career oriented, like, this is going to this is going to help further my career yeah. type thing and it does it does it is really good for you but not everybody is going to benefit in that way so it's hard to get those other people involved and not everybody's job has the flexibility that allows right. them to do that or is it's not encouraged at all companies right. um funny story when i first moved here which was about 15 years ago um i learned about the girls on the run program Right. Which is um, an after school program for elementary aged girls. And they um, eventually run a 5K, but it's really more about like self-expression and confidence and things like that. It's a great program. And I really wanted to volunteer for it. But I was super nervous because there was like an application to fill out. And I, I was nervous that I would get rejected from volunteering. I didn't really understand that like. They need volunteers. Yeah. They want you to they want right. you to volunteer. So I like printed out the application and kept it in my bag for like months and months. And then finally I filled it out and I was a volunteer coach for Girls on the Run for two seasons. And it was awesome and it was super rewarding and I loved it. And then that went into being asked to be on the girls programming committee for the YWCA. And that was kind of my first taste of like volunteering and being involved on a nonprofit committee. And I was very fortunate that um, the company that I worked for encouraged that and gave me the time to do it. And it's really kind of shaped my career since then. The The nonprofit involvement in the community relations sure. has become a big part of what I do. When when uh, we were, we had a general manager, uh, geez, it was... Uh, Feels like a hundred years ago. Was it about five years ago? <laughs> yeah, probably. When, when he met you and I, when he came to the stations, he, he said, you know, th- this is going to be your ticket. I understand you guys are really good at what you do. You do a great show. You can win the ratings, but really to take it to the next level, you need to get out and get involved. And these are some of the organizations. And he played a pivotal role Absolutely. in opening Huge. those doors for us. Yeah. And uh, that I'll, I'll forever be grateful and, for that. And things kind of went to a new level. I was the uh, United Way campaign chair, which is in charge of the the huge capital fundraising campaign. Right. Um, during COVID, which was very interesting. Right. <laughs> Trying to raise $2 well, million dollars well, we had on no the idea. internet. <laughs> the funny thing is. Which we did, by the way. You were just an, announced in February of 2020, right, as the campaign chair? Um, I think that's when they made the official announcement, wasn't it? It was actually in April. The oh. board approved me in February. Gotcha. My first United Way board meeting was on Zoom in March, and they announced it in April of 2020. And everything was completely <laughs> virtual already. It was the craziest thing. But my background in media right. lent itself really well to doing the campaign virtually. And we, right. the community was incredibly generous and it and it wound up being great. But uh, what a wild ride that was. Right, right. It, it, I, I was, the first thing that came to my mind was, was you can't have this bad luck. You can't. Because it was a... It, <laughs> It, not only was it a lot of responsibility, but it was a great honor. It was and, a huge and, honor. And Barb Kaus, who is our... She's the CEO of the, the local United Way. Yeah, and she <laughs> literally was taking a chance. She was like, you know what? I'm going to break the mold. Yep. We're going to do something yep. a little bit different. And it was good. And 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 since then, 
you know, it's taken a, a, a productive and new path. It's been awesome. It really has. And, and it, now we, it's like the running joke right? for all the the future campaign chairs. Like, well, at least you're not doing it in a, in a right. pandemic. At least you don't have to face with Justin, <laughs> right? So we're getting ready to travel. This is the first time I think we're going to do it in a normal environment since the pandemic. So that means we're taking a trip to our favorite clothing store, Jay Long's. And I'm super excited and you can laugh at me all you want, but we're going hiking we in are. Las Vegas. <laughs> we and are. So I'm going to get a new hiking set at Jay Long's because they have a beautiful selection of athleisure for him and her. Um, Lululemon, Aloe, uh, just Viore, on cloud running shoes, fantastic selection of athleisure, fine men's clothing, and fine women's clothing. Right. Yeah. I'm going to share something with you that I'm not going to tell anybody else, and I want you to keep a secret. But you know those Viore ads and stuff that you always see inundate you on social media. I want to take a couple of pictures of me doing athletic stuff in in the desert out in Southwest United States. <laughs> And I'll be like, that's me. Look at that. I've lost 20 pounds. I've been going to the gym every day. And I went to Jay Long's, got myself some cool athleisure, and I'm doing my thing. I'm bringing the good camera to Las Vegas. So we might be able to capture that moment. You might be like the next Jay Long's billboard. I might have to get myself up in the air, (laughs) taking the big long stride, you know, with with that beautiful canyon and the sunset in the back. But in, in reality, honestly... The on clouds, a pair of those Viore shorts, and maybe some Lululemon, and I am set for hiking in what do they call that? Valley of Fire. Valley of Fire, Seven Mile Creek, wherever you're headed this summer. Jay Long's has got uh, the outfits that you need to to look stellar. And not only that, but athleisure is the only way to travel. I'm telling you. Visit Jay Long's Madison Avenue right here in Mankato. Here's one question I get asked all the time now: Are you still not drinking? I haven't had a drink. And again, Jess and I didn't go to treatment or we didn't have some big event that just set us off. We decided Christmas Day that we were going to participate in dry January. And why wait? So December 25th was the last time that you and I had any alcohol. We went through a month and we're like, oh, God, I feel great. Let's keep this rolling. And you know what? It doesn't mean we can't socialize and still have a beverage that will make us relaxed and feel like we're in a little bit elevated mood we go to the cbd centers right here in mankato yeah try the great water they it comes in three different flavors and uh it makes great mocktails i like to mix it with tonic water a little bit of lime and uh, i've got my cbd mocktail and uh still living that alcohol-free life but being social i'm telling you it's become a weekend tradition for us and another thing that i didn't even know they had until recently when matt brought me some samples and then i quickly went over and bought bought some, right, is the mushroom, and don't don't call it coffee because it's not just coffee in there, but it's the mushroom beverages with all of like the uh, lion's mane and there's all these different ones in there. I've got to have a chat with Matt sometime about this because it's fantastic and I don't get that weird buzz and then crash that you get from caffeine, which does not give you energy. It just makes you believe that you're not tired. It's elevated energy. It's better focus. It's a coffee alternative. You can drink it hot or on ice. It's called Boomers. That's the brand that is made right here in Southern Minnesota. They've got pumpkin spice, which is better. uh, Well, uh, some people say it's better hot. I like the peppermint and I like it cold. I like the peppermint cold as well. So go check them out. CBD Centers of Southern Minnesota uh, right here in Mankato and Wasika and Rochester as well. 
and you'll find them online. By the way, we have links for all of this stuff on our webpage. Go to georgeandjess.com. So I do, I find I, I have a lot of pride in my volunteer work and I, um, it's a passion of mine and it also takes a lot of time. It does. And, and you, you, you get to a point where you have to start to be a lot more selective with what your yeses are. Oh boy. Did I learn that lesson quickly? I really did. I mean, but, and, and, and so don't beat yourself up if sometimes you say no, we talked about that. Weeks ago, we, we did a show on the power of saying no. You know what? I was at, speaking of nonprofits, I was at a nonprofit committee meeting for an event that I adore. And um, someone asked one of the committee, committee members for some time. And she said, I am at capacity right now. I'm going to have to give it a few weeks and I'll get back to you. And it was just like really powerful to hear her say that in front of the whole group and be just open and honest. And someone else on the committee was like, thank you for saying that. And it was just like this beautiful moment where it was right. like, it's okay if you don't have the capacity right now to say that. Right. And it was, oh, for it, sure. was it was very cool. Yeah. It's, uh, it makes you think, right? It's just like, what is different? And I started thinking about that. And I think a lot, we, we live in a different world, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of the people who are involved on select committees and boards are doing it to further their career. That leaves you with a limited amount of people, though, right? It's hard, I think, for the average everyday Joe and Jane. Would that be the common? The, <laughs> would that be the version we know, of the? We know what you okay. mean, yeah. But it, it would be very difficult, I think, for a lot of them to be able to commit. Yes, because right? it is a big yeah. time commitment. And myself, I'm a people pleaser. Right. I'm trying to be less people pleasier. Right. And I used to just say yes. Right. Because I didn't want to let people down. And then I would end up letting people down because I had too many yeses right. happening all at once. Um, and so now I at least ask some like clarifying questions before I say yes. Like, I mean, what is, is expected? What is the time commitment? Right. I, you know, I want to make sure that I can live up to their expectations. And it has to be of, something that you believe in. Completely. Right. If you don't, if you're not, if, you, if you're just doing it, don't. Right. Yeah, find things find that you're some, passionate yeah, about. And we yeah. had a we had a general manager a long time ago who was really big into community involvement and volunteering, but he really wanted people to champion a cause that was personal to them. That was Dave. And the company that <laughs> right. I work for now, we have an empl uh, an employer sponsored volunteer program, and it's the same thing. Like we're not going to force you to volunteer. We want you to volunteer for causes that are passionate to right. you, that you're passionate about that are near and dear to you. And we do encourage all of our employees. And I think that uh, an employer's uh, go-ahead, it means so much. It, it really does. does. Because, well, for example, for many years when I was doing morning radio, I mean, and it went on <laughs> I did it for a long time, I had to explain to people, I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Right. right? So I, it's I, like I have to ex yeah. and, 7 o'clock meetings, it's almost bedtime. Yeah. Or, or we're, we're going to do this and it's from 7 to 9. We're gonna, it's like, no, you don't understand. Every single day. And it's not, and I, they were under the impression that when you do morning radio, you're just there from 5 to 9 or 6 to 10 a.m. Right. That, which that, is that, that's not how it is. Not typically. Right. And if you don't believe in it and you're really not convinced, or, or maybe you don't like the people that are currently involved. I mean, this, I'm being real. I'm getting a real talk I here. Know. So another, a, an example I had was 
when I got into broadcast and people found out that I was a veteran, wherever I went, it was like, oh God, he'll do it. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't nest just because I'm a veteran doesn't mean I can do every single thing that comes right. up for a veterans organization. I have to pick and choose. And I think if you're honest right. with an organization, if they ask you to do something and you don't, they, sh- they should be respectful right. of that. Absolutely. And I think most yeah. of them are. Like, yeah, sure. I appreciate you asking. Thank you. I love your cause. I don't have the capacity right now. It's okay to say that. Right. One of the one of the things I was passionate about and stayed, and, and I should get involved more, but it, it even now that we're out of broadcast, was the Toys for Tots campaign. You and I championed that every oh, year, and we enjoyed that's it. That's a great cause. It, and it was run by uh, uh, some great guys. I mean, Bernie Thompson and all those guys for years. I mean, what they gave, what he and oh his gosh. wife gave to that, I was like, you'll you'll never, ever, ever be able to, you know, get that kind of commitment oh again. Oh my god! The and time. I don't know what they've done since. And I they're they're obviously doing something right because they they have somebody I think that's kind of taking the reins, but he's heavily involved still. He, he can't. He can't let he it go. Can't let right? It go. He's well, pa- he's so because good. he's he was, passionate about he's it. So good at right? it. He's super passionate about it. But but these are all examples of what's going to happen when the people that are currently running these things mm-hmm. and getting together with these committees and then boards, who's going to take over? Because every one of them, every one of these boards that I've encountered have told me we're kind of worried about what's going to happen in the future because there's not a lot of young people that want to step up and do all this stuff. One thing I have noticed on the boards and organizations that I'm involved with, there's a a heavy focus on recruiting young professionals. Is it working? Um, yes. I mean, on, on, on the events and, and nonprofits I'm involved with, I would say yes. Like there is, there is a lot of, of young new professionals in the community that are getting involved. And it's usually like on an event committee first or, you know, volunteering for a few hours here and there. But then those kinds of commitments lead to, to bigger commitments. I'm not, I'm not as worried about those as I am like the small town, the small town county fairs and and park festivals and stuff like that. Because you want to know what? There's not a lot in it for them other than, you know, Mm -hmm. doing something fun in the community. Yeah. I mean, I think of like the Redwood County Fair, Nicollet County Fair, the Park Days down in Medelia. These know, are these I are know. small towns in southern Minnesota, and their their events that they have are the absolute gems that make summer what it is. I think it takes like some young professionals, young business owners, to well, we're, to champion those things, and it's a lot of work, and it's sometimes really thankless work. If yeah, if there's one thing that this area, this town that we have really i think has a we have a lot of great young professionals i mean we, we i mean i'm just i i can't say enough about them and there's a lot of i believe 30 and 40 somethings that are stepping up great business owners that are going to be the next generation mm-hmm. of leaders yeah we've got them here as a matter of fact one great example is one of the sponsors of the show is uh matt and uh aaron at jay long's yes they're they get it they get it. They're involved. Right. Their staff is involved. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of that that you see, and it's really great. And and it does reflect really well right. on, those, on those companies and businesses. So ba- ba- back to our original point here is who's going to take over all of these volunteer positions, yeah. if you will, when uh, the older generation starts to phase out? Because 
I mean, this, and this was almost 10 years ago. I remember having these conversations with the people that were chairing these boards. They were like, we're honestly concerned. Mm-hmm. We, we're, Cause they were all in their late fifties, sixties and seventies. Yep. Every, I mean, the vast majority of them. And they were like, we don't know who's going to step up and do this. And we don't want to see this go away. I mean, we're talking about stuff that's gone on for over a hundred years. Right? I don't think Over it will go away. I don't. I, I think hope people, not. I think young people in those those small communities will they'll step up. So they'll do it. But, but yeah, I, I would. Well, I would encourage people. And I again, I'm a big fan of those types of things. The small towns, the, the the festivals that they have all summer long here. It's it really is what makes summer in southern Minnesota, anyways, great. Is all every single weekend there's something going on, whether it's friendship days, whether it's paddlefish, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. It's They're... all of these small town festivals that people flock to. And they get fired up here in just a couple yeah, of weeks. It's coming. It's coming. But who's going to be the next generation? Here's what I would say to younger professionals, business owners, people listening like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and ask if there's a position. For you. Yeah, find something that on works a committee, for you. right? As a volunteer, like I was very nervous in my twenties to put myself out there like yeah. that. But I'm so glad that I did. And it was with the encouragement of a lot of people around me. Um, but don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And if you're local, like you can message us and I can like sure. I can get you with people that are Absol- looking for people to volunteer right. and be on event committees because it is um it's super rewarding. It's a lot of fun. It's a great way to meet people. And um, there's just so many organizations that are doing such fantastic things right. in our community. And if you're a business owner um, or a company, it really makes a difference if you encourage your team to get involved. And don't just say that. No. <laughs> right? No, you know what like, I'm saying? Because I, I do know I knew I do know people that are strapped and they can't get away. And it reflects well on right. you and it, it, and they are representing your company while they're volunteering right. and, and that's a good thing. I love companies that be like you could take 8 hours, take a whole day yeah. and go volunteer and do something yeah. and you're going to get paid. Do I sound like a community relations manager well, because yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's my job. That's that's, <laughs> that's that, what I do. That's exactly what she does. <laughs> On the flip side of that, I would really, really like to see, and I enjoy seeing young people get involved, get involved in politics. And I'm talking Mm -hmm. elected officials. It is so important that you do that. And uh, that, that next generation don't sell yourself short because if a lot of these clowns we've got in office right now can get there, you can do it too. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm because there's a, serious issue with, I think, a lot of elected officials across the country. Uh, Candace Deal Bartell is a young business owner running for Congress. We we need more. And I think that that is so yeah, cool. We need more of that. We really do. Young people getting involved. Otherwise, you're not going to change things. Whether it's the city council, the school board, whatever, start at a local level. And that if you want to move up, that's why when I see these young people, uh, going up and, and working as a page at the Capitol or, or, or as an intern in the governor's office and stuff. I'm like, yes, it's cool. Yes. Yep. Do that. That's outstanding. I love to see them get involved. So what uh, the, the bottom line is I rather than listen to people complain, which I, 
for the last two years, it seems like that's all I did yes, on the radio. Was... People would just message and call in and they complain. Ugh. I'm like, well, why don't you <laughs> then go out, run for office and change things? I heard a quote on a podcast the other day um, that I loved. And he said, complaining is the language of losers. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that, yes. it's, it might be a little harsh, but I was like, it's, I mean, it's kind of not wrong. <laughs> I loved it. Well, it, what else did I hear? I heard another uh, fantastic quote the other day. It was a, uh, it was from an, it was from years past. But you know how people, and this is kind of off topic, but I have to share it, and it's something I'll leave you with today. Uh, stop comparing yourself to to others, or or comparing something you've done to some whatever somebody else has done, because the quote was something along the lines of. Uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's a, yeah, that's that's, that's, yeah. The, that's the quote. Yeah, I don't so, know who to attribute that to, but it is. Isn't it it's true a though? Quote. It is. When I start, when I thought about that, I'm like, oh, my God, is that true? Stop. God, we could do comparing. that. Might need to be tomorrow's topic. Well, we we, we got time. We, that might need to be tomorrow's because I was just having this conversation with somebody, and it was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on me. I'm just yes. going to do my thing and like blinders on, focus on what I'm doing and what my goals are. And stop comparing yourself yeah. to other people. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I got a lot of really heartfelt messages yesterday. That's I well, I saw some some people posted on our I Facebook know. page. So I just want to say thanks. We were talking about yesterday, by the way, if you've not listened to that podcast, you should go back and listen to it. We were talking about do you spend enough time with your kids and do you get that guilt? Because we've talked about mom guilt before. Yeah, and it, right? it wound up getting like really raw. Well, it was emotional for, a for you while. because it was things that you are currently feeling. Yeah, and right, I yeah. just I got a lot of really heartfelt messages from other moms who are feeling the same thing or have felt it, and I just want to say that it means a lot. There you so, go. Thank you. There it is, and we appreciate all interaction. If you want to, if you want to add us, <laughs> say hi to us. If you want to come at me and insult me. Mean tweets, go for it. Mean we love tweets. it. We love it. All right. We'll be back again with another episode. Again, fresh. If you've not subscribed, do that. That way you'll get a reminder. We launch a new episode every weekday morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m.